James. 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 Kristen. Oh my God, Kristen. We're back together. Oh my God. I am so excited to be reunited. And I cannot believe it has been nearly five months since our beloved Megan and Harry tied the knot in the most spectacular wedding of all time. I know, it's crazy. I miss their wedding. I miss obsessing over it, planning for it. I miss the preacher. I miss making predictions about it. I I even miss Megan's bitch older half-sister, Sam. I'm going to say it. (laughs) Don't say it. Don't say it. Though she's been in London recently, so I have had my my Sam fix. (laughs) Well, I know we've both been missing it, but fortunately, we have another royal wedding to obsess over today. And while it will never top Meghan and Harry's, it gives us plenty to talk about. We are, of course, talking about Eugenie and Jack. Eugenie, who is ninth in line to the British throne. That is until Prince Harry and Duchess Meghan Markle start having those beautiful babies, which we know they're going to have. Yeah, where are the babies at, guys? Get busy. Come on. It's what we all want. We're going to be talking about the the big wedding day in a second, of course. And there'll be some Harry and Meghan news thrown in for good measure, of course. Absolutely, because I'm Kristen Meinzer, Royals enthusiast in the US. And I'm James Barr, a royal loving ginger in the UK. And you're listening to When Meghan Met Harry, a royal wedding cast. In today's very special Eugenie and Jack spectacular bonus episode, we'll be looking at the impending nuptials of Princess Eugenie and Jack Brooksbank. We'll do a deep dive into a pressing issue about the royal couple. And finally, we'll give our predictions for what we think will happen at the wedding. Yes. Should we do it? Should we get into the headlines? Yes. Yes. Please. Let's do it. Okay. And... I just want to say, Kristen, I have not forgotten the shade that you threw at Eugenie and Jack in our first season. Let's just let's just leave that there and continue. But I think it's important what, to, was point, it, to point was out. Was it shade or was it a tribute to her uniqueness? She adds a little <laughs> bit of character to the whole family, doesn't she? You are right. We should probably hit first with a primer on Princess Eugenie. Yes, let's do it. So she is the second daughter of Prince Edward, who is Queen Elizabeth's second son as well as Sarah Ferguson, also known as Fergie. She's also the younger sister of Princess Beatrice, and she is 27 years old. Most people know Eugenie, of course, as you were just mentioning. She and her sister Beatrice are known for being, I'll put it this way, flamboyant fashionistas. You might remember that Eugenie sported sort of a gynecological-looking hat, and Beatrice sported kind of a toilet bowl-looking hat. At Prince William and Princess Kate's wedding, they were very famous for the outfits they wore there. And of course, the two toned it down significantly earlier this year when Meghan and Harry got married. And they wore very subdued blue dresses, unfortunately, for that. And I think we felt as though they were doing that deliberately because obviously Eugenie or Eugenie, however you say it, I'm going to say it wrong throughout this entire episode, (laughs) wedding was coming up. So they obviously didn't want to like get... They didn't want Megan to get revenge, right? Yes, 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 yes. And <laughs> one last thing about Eugenie. She is a graduate of Newcastle University. And since 2015, she's worked for the contemporary art gallery Hauser and Worth in London. She's also a patron of the Elephant Family, the Teenage Cancer Trust, the European School of Osteopathy, and the Royal National Orthopedic Hospital. The latter two organizations are especially near and dear to her as she underwent back surgery at age 12 because of for scoliosis. Now, let's do a primer on the man, Jack Brooksbank. And can we just say something about his name here? Yeah. This is like such a name of a guy who marries a princess. 
<laughs> Are you calling him a frat Brooks boy? Because <laughs> <laughs> he's not a royal, right? He's a non-royal. He's a he's a commoner. Yeah, a rich, rich, rich commoner. <laughs> he's thirty-one years old. He comes from a well-heeled family, and he's been dating you, Jenny, for seven years, according to Tatler. The two met through mutual friends, isn't it always, on a ski trip, darling, in Switzerland. Unlike you, Jenny, Jack did not attend university <gasps> until recently. He was the manager of London hotspot Mahiki, a favourite haunt of Prince Harry and Eugenie's sister, Princess Beatrice. And he's now the UK brand ambassador of Casamigos Tequila, which was co-founded by actor George Clooney, a.k.a. one of Harry and Meghan's guests of honour at their own wedding, and also Randy Gerber, a.k.a. Cindy Crawford's husband. So this dude, he's got connections. And I want to say I have been to Mahiki. Oh, you have? (laughs) Yeah, like a long time ago. It is not cool anymore, hence why he's no longer the manager. But um, yeah, of course, everyone's been to me. I feel like everyone in London has been to Mahiki at some point. Wow, you are so cool. I no, it's not cool. It's it's <laughs> almost like uh, when it launched, it was very classy. And now I feel like it's kind of Hooters. It's got Hooters oh. vibes. <laughs> it's very like you're walking into a tiki hut, basically. It, it kind of just feels a bit, it feels a bit over. I sound such a snob right now. Why am I not invited to this wedding? Anyway, should we find out what we know about the engagement? Yes, let's talk about the engagement. So Eugenie and Jack were on holiday in Nicaragua, walking alongside a lake while the sun set over a volcano. Ugh, and Eugenie commented on what a perfect moment it was. Then Jack proposed. And according to Harper's Bazaar, this all happened in December 2017. And as one of the people closest in line to the throne, Eugenie was required to receive the blessing of the queen to get married. And according to Eugenie, quote, Granny actually knew right at the beginning she was one of the very few people right at the beginning to know. I love how she calls her Granny. Even when she's being interviewed in the press, she never calls her the Queen. (laughs) I love that. Now, notably, Jack actually proposed without a ring. That's because he wanted to design the ring with Eugenie's approval. And Mm. in the end, he selected a pinkish-orange sapphire because, in his words, quote, it changes color from every different angle that you look at it, reminding him of the amazing Eugenie. So, okay. yes. I, I don't know. Like, I'm, I, I, I just want to say to any future Mr. Bars out there, I want a ring, okay? I don't <laughs> want to choose my ring. That's a lot of admin. Why should I have to choose my own ring? I don't, I don't buy that, Jack. <laughs> I don't buy that at all. You think Jack was just being lazy, like, oh, God. Right. I got to propose at some point. We've been together seven years. I don't even have a ring. <laughs> what do you think? Do you th- I feel like he should have had the ring ready. I wish he would have. And I'm kind of sad that the ring just it is essentially a copy of Fergie's ring, the ring that Eugenie's dad gave to her mom. It's uh, it looks almost exactly the same with the pinkish orange sapphire in the center um, surrounded by a circle of diamonds. Fergie's ring is a ruby at the center surrounded by a circle of diamonds. It looks almost exactly yeah. the same. I don't know. This is no Meghan and Harry. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> onto the positives. We are excited. We promise. <laughs> Let's talk about the wedding details. What do we know about the actual wedding details? 
Okay, well, Eugenie and Jack's wedding is taking place today, October 12th, 2018, and it will have a lot in common with our faves, Prince Harry and Duchess Meghan's wedding. Like their wedding, it's also taking place at St. George's Chapel in Windsor. And as they did, Eugenie and Jack plan to kiss for the cameras on the west steps of St. George's Chapel before they depart for a 15-minute carriage procession through the streets of Windsor. But note about the carriage procession, it will not go along Windsor's long walk, which is where Kristen and I stood to cheer after Meghan and Harry's wedding, presumably because there's less guests. Correct, correct. I don't think that they're going to have 30,000 people standing out there for six hours waiting for the carriage yeah, procession. Yeah, there's no burger vans. They're just, it's like, it's its a thing. It's not happening. But through the streets, absolutely. And yes. it will still be incredibly picturesque. And I'm so excited. It's bringing back so many memories of, of Meghan and Harry's special day. Ugh. And it's a huge moment. It is, it is. Now, at Eugenie and Jack's wedding, there are going to be 850 guests in attendance, and even the A-listers will have to bring two forms of identification, and they'll arrive first at a farm shop in Windsor. They're not telling us which farm shop. The guests will then be escorted onto a minibus and driven to the church where they will be seated at 10, 15 a.m. Guests are also advised that there are, quote, limited toilet facilities in the church, which will only be in use from 8 to 10 a.m. If you have to go to the bathroom before or after that, too bad. The service will then begin at 11 a.m. promptly. So quick side note, Kristen, am I meeting you in the Whole Foods at like 8 a.m.? Is that right? (laughs) I (laughs) need to find this farm shop. Let's find this farm (laughs) shop and meet there. <laughs> the guest list includes George and Amal Clooney. Amal Clooney. Yes. Oh, I can't oh, wait to her. see what she wears. David and Victoria Beckham, Robbie Williams, Ellie Golding, James Blunt, and of course, Sir Elton John. Yes. In addition to the brides and grooms, friends and family, a select number of members of the public will also be in attendance. These lucky folks all applied via a public ballot for a chance to get up close and personal with Jack and Eugenie. So um, congratulations to all the people who won that. Eugenie has chosen autumnal themes for the wedding, which means berries, wreaths, and seasonal flowers from the gardens of Windsor Castle. It will also have a military theme with trumpeters from the band of the Household Cavalry performing a fanfare before the Archbishop of York leads a prayer for the wedding service and a salute for the newlyweds. Yes, and the Dean of Windsor, the Right Reverend David Connor, will officiate as the couple make their vows, and the service will include performances by opera singer Andrea Bocelli and the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra. Amazing. Do you think, and we've no idea, maybe Ed Sheeran will turn up and sing his duet with Andrea Bocelli? Oh, God. What what is that one song he sings about, like, I'm in love with the shape of you? What if he sings that in the chapel? <laughs> With Andrea Bocelli instead of, <laughs> instead of Perfect. Was it Perfect? I can't remember what that duet was called. Oh, my God. Ed Sheeran, Andrea Bocelli, and the Reverend Michael Curry performing Shape of You would be the best. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. <laughs> Guests have also been asked not to bring wedding presents, but that doesn't mean there won't be gifts. Eugenie and Jack do have a wedding registry, and anyone wanting to send gifts should mail them to her father, the Duke of York's office at Buckingham Palace. Is that for security? I guess so. <laughs> Either that or they just don't want the clutter. I don't know. Yeah, they're like, mm, you can decide what we <laughs> yeah, keep Yeah, these are not going to fit on the minibus later, so no, no presents, no. Uh, while Eugenie is the only <laughs> member of the British royal family with a personal Instagram account, you won't see anyone's wedding day selfies in St. George's as she's banned mobile phones and cameras on the wedding day. Yeah, got to do it if you're a royal. Can't be letting people just take photos of you. Can't do it. No. Can't do it, no. You want to make sure the lighting is perfect and you've got to face tune first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
God, there's a lot to go through before they go public. Let's talk about the reception details, shall we? Because the reception is the party, right? Yeah, okay. Well, this is where it's all going to go down. After the wedding, at 10 past noon, guests are going to make their way on foot to the Champagne Reception, which is hosted by Her Majesty the Queen at St. George's Hall on the grounds of Windsor Castle. Yes, and there is going to be quite a cake. The cake will be chocolate and red velvet. And like the wedding decor, it will have an autumn theme with detailed sugar work and colors depicting the season. London-based cake maker Sophie Cabot, who is a former costume designer, has also noted that the cake will be quite modern, whatever that means, very modern. At 3.30, the reception at Windsor Castle will end, and then motor coaches will return guests to the farm shop where they first convened. (laughs) But, 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 the party will not end there. The Duke and Duchess of York, a.k.a. Andrew and Fergie, will be hosting a lavish two-day party. A two-day party. family home, Royal Lodge. Two-day party. Imagine the arguments. They're not married anymore, right? So that could get awkward. Well, they're really weirdly good friends, and they still live together, even though they're divorced. Do they? Yes. Oh my God, I didn't know that. Yeah, they're kind of a weird couple where it's like, I I look at them and I'm sometimes thinking, you guys never should have gotten divorced. You clearly have something going on here. You still live together. Although I guess when you live in some sort of royal abode, it's probably about 50,000 square feet. So you never see each other because you're in different wings of the house, maybe. I don't know. All right. Well, we have to take a quick break, but stick around. We'll be back in just a moment for this week's very special deep dive. And we're back with today's very special deep dive. Our topic, just how important is this wedding? Yes. To set this up, we're going to list five of the other most notable weddings, according to me and James, in British royal history. Okay, well, let's begin with Lord Ivor Mountbatten. A few weeks ago, on September 22nd, he became the first member of the British royal family, immediate or extended, to have a same-sex wedding whoop, whoop, yes. when he married his partner, James Coyle. Oh, my God. Oh. Amazing, amazing. Yes, queens. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes. my God. I was so happy when this hit the news. Oh. Um, Mountbatten, a direct descendant of Queen Victoria and great-nephew of Earl Louis Mountbatten, Prince Philip's uncle, tied the knot with Coyle in a private chapel at Bridwell Park in Devon, England. Mountbatten's ex-wife, Penny, walked him down the aisle at the request of their three daughters. This is oh, so... Oh, my God. So beautiful. What an incredible... That's like no other royal wedding ever. The first gay royal wedding, although I'm sure Elton John would have something to say about that. (laughs) All right, let's talk about our next contender here for really important, notable weddings. Let's talk, of course, about our favorites, Meghan and Harry. When they married on May 19th this year, Meghan became the first American, plus the first person of color, to marry a royal in immediate line to the throne with the monarch's blessing. And let's not forget, she's also divorced. She's three years older than Harry. And she also came into her engagement a Catholic. And on top of all that, she was already an outspoken humanitarian and feminist. And for all those reasons, Meghan has definitely broken the mold. I I mean, although I have to say, First gay wedding or first interracial wedding? I don't know. Which They're both so mind-blowing. I'm going to give it to you, Kristen. I'm going to give that to you. Like, <laughs> they're both as important, but Megan is just amazing. The whole thing, it means so much. Well, we're a little biased here, too. And let's not forget the messy bun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
Let's move on to Kate Middleton and Prince William. When Wills tied the knot with Kate, she became the first middle-class person to become a British queen in waiting. Before Kate, every future queen was titled, aristocratic, or both. And let's not forget that Kate, when she is eventually crowned, will be the first queen with a university degree. Yes, and I know that sometimes we don't celebrate Kate as much as we could on this show because for us it's all about Meghan, obviously, but... Kate really is phenomenal when you think about all of that. She's going to be unlike any other queen that we've ever seen. So that's that's pretty high rank in there as far as important weddings in recent history. We should then obviously now talk about Princess Diana. Yes, yes. This is obviously important because she gave us Harry, but her wedding to Prince Charles shortly after turning 20 was one of the greatest royal weddings of all time, if not the greatest at that point. At that point. I'm glad you added that last part. <laughs> <laughs> to, point. to onlookers, it appeared to be a fairy tale wedding, but of course, the marriage was anything. But Charles, of course, was still in love with and carrying on with his mistress, Camilla Parker Bowles. Oh, it gives oh, me shivers. Who, after divorcing Di and Di's death, he married to little fanfare. Even the queen chose not to attend. And of course, we'd be remiss not to mention Wallace Simpson, for whom Edward VIII gave up the throne in 1936. Reminder Wallace was married and divorced twice before Edward. On top of that she was an american like megan so everyone was like no and uh, they both kept company with nazis boo. so again boo. no boo, boo. awful 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 see the crown see the crown <laughs> and oh the last wedding we have to note that edward abdicated the throne so he could be with wallace so that's an important right. wedding some i mean how often does that happen yeah i'm really happy he did that because nazis See above. <laughs> Let's just move on. Yes. We could scratch that one off. But it was obviously important, yeah, because it gave the queen uh, eventually the, the throne. Yes, so without absolutely. his abdication, without his love for Wallace Simpson, we wouldn't be where we are right now. Absolutely. All right. So we've gone over these five weddings that we consider some of the most pivotal, important weddings in royals history, in recent royals history. And now let's talk about where Eugenie and Jack rank comparatively. How important is this wedding between Eugenie and Jack compared to all of this? So let's first talk about the con side, the no side. Like, this is not important at all. Okay, well, first up, there are no Meghan and Harry, as we know. Second up, Prince Charles has made clear in his efforts to streamline the royalty. His descendants are the only ones that should be of any consequence in terms of royal duties and financial benefits. So as he sees it, Eugenie and her sister Beatrice, they're not very important. No, nope, not important at all to Charles. And also, according to the Mail on Sunday, the BBC apparently won't be broadcasting Eugenie and Jack's wedding because it would barely get an audience compared to Harry and Meghan's. However, however, ITV, that's a different British network for those of us in outside the UK, ITV has decided to step in and will air the wedding as part of its daytime talk show this morning. So that's not really a huge endorsement of this wedding. So, yeah. What what about, though, the arguments in favor of Eugenie and Jack's wedding being hugely, hugely important? Okay, well, first up, and hugely important, font size 100, is that it's reunited our podcast. Yes, 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 yes. This is the most important thing about... Yeah. 
this whole wedding because we exactly. are together again, which um, I would like us to be together all the time, forever and ever and ever. Me too. Yes. Um, and let's talk about some other pros, other positives, other things that say this wedding is important. Princess Eugenie is the first title princess of her generation to tie the knot. Whilst it's true that her cousin Zara Phillips is married, Zara is not titled. Yes, the queen's first princess granddaughter to tie the knot. So it's pretty phenomenal. Also, on the pro side, Princess Eugenie's parents, Andrew and Fergie, are among the most prevalent royals in the gossip pages. Let's not forget that they still live together despite being divorced. And Fergie brokered a bribe of $750,000 with a reporter to give the reporter access to Andrew for an interview, which later got her in hot water. On top of that, Fergie's done a lot of other non-royal things in order to get money, including serving as a spokesperson for Weight Watchers. I mean... If no other reason, this wedding is important because it is part of the branch of the family that probably gets the most gossip of all the branches of the Queen's family. Totally. And this, you know, the pressure's off at this wedding. So things are going to happen. Yes, yes. So what is our verdict then on this deep dive? What is our verdict of how important Eugenie and Jack's wedding is? Is our verdict that it's very important, not important? What have we decided here? I mean, for me, being here in London, it does not feel important. You wouldn't even know it was happening, all right. which is horrific. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, I'm, It's I- nowhere near the kind of excitement of Meghan and Harry. There's nowhere near as much of a vibe. But to me, this is massively important. Why? Because we're back together. Yes! <laughs> That's my only reason. That was okay. going to be my verdict, too. My verdict was, I don't care who gets married as long as we're Me together neither. again. It could be a corgi marrying a German shepherd, and I'd be like, yes, yes, this is the most important wedding because we're together. Nothing will ever top Meghan and Harry's, of course, but we're we're just so excited to be back together again. <laughs> so happy. So happy. And I wish you, Jenny, and, um, and what's his name? All the best. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Jack. Jack. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have to take a quick break, everyone. Uh, but we're going to be back before you know it. So don't go anywhere. And we're back. And it's time for our Eugenie and Jack wedding predictions. And we have a ton of them. So if you're listening, write them down. And then cross them all off and take a drink as these predictions come true. By the end of the wedding, you are going to be drunk, 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 and so high on love. All right. Yes. Okay. So we've got a lot of these. Yes, we do. Prediction one. Let's start with our favorite royal, Meghan Markle, Duchess Meghan. <laughs> uh, Labrooks are saying that odds are one to three that she'll wear Givenchy, the designer behind her stunning couture wedding gown. And who are we to disagree? She looks amazing in Givenchy. Stunning. The most stunning. Nobody tops her. Nobody (laughs) tops her. All right. Prediction number two. The queen will wear peach. Now, this will be in keeping with the autumnal wedding theme. And it also very closely matches the color of Eugenie's engagement ring. Plus, on top of all of that, it's very close to the color pink, which is the color that Ladbrokes is predicting that the queen will wear. Our third prediction is that Kate Middleton will wear Alexander McQueen, the same designer behind her own wedding dress. Ladbrokes' odds are one to two on that. But we do not think it'll be her favorite off-white coat dress from Alexander McQueen, which she wore to two other weddings, including Harry and Meghan's. No, I don't think she would wear a repeat to this wedding. I mean, even though she loves that coat dress, I just I can't see her wearing it again to this one. It'll be a different McQueen 
outfit, I believe. I really think so. I feel like she's going to step it up. Yeah. Yeah. And also, let's not forget, at Harry and Meghan's wedding, she had just had baby Louie. And so I think she probably didn't want to go out shopping or anything. She just was like, let me wear my old favorite. And she looked great. She looked great. I totally agree. Prediction number four. We absolutely, of course, must get to what Eugenie's going to wear. Oh, yeah, of course. Who? (laughs) Eugenie has historically been a fan of British designers. So we're predicting she's going to wear one when she walks down the aisle. And specifically, we're voting that she'll wear Stella McCartney. Reminder, Stella also made the reception dress for Meghan. And we're voting that it's going to be a Stella McCartney particularly because of what Eugenie's cake maker already said about the cake being very modern. And when we think about very modern, we think about Stella McCartney. So if the cake's going to be modern, we can totally see the dress being modern as well. Stella McCartney. Let's get to our other fave, Princess Beatrice. Our fifth prediction is that Beatrice will be the maid of honour, of course. It will be bittersweet, whilst the two sisters are famously close. Many predicted Beatrice would marry first. That is until her 10-year romance with Dave Clark came to an end in 2016. Bloody Dave. Oh, Dave. And now he's already married to somebody else. Dave. Stupid Dave. Hate you. No, Dave. (laughs) Prediction six, Kristen. This is a big one. Love this one. Chelsea Davies going to be at the wedding. That's what we're predicting. Harry's most famous ex happens to be good friends with you, Jenny. Of course, she was also in attendance at Harry and Meghan's wedding, sporting that very sour expression <laughs> and that kind of blue black dress. But this time around, we think Chelsea is going to look more festive. Prediction seven. Speaking of Harry's exes, we also think that Cressida Bonas will be in attendance. Cressida, like Chelsea, is also friends with you, Jenny. Yes. And prediction eight. We think Fergie will break the social media rules of the wedding and take photos and Instagram like crazy because Fergie cannot resist interacting with the media. And let's not forget, when Eugenie and Jack announced their engagement in January, Fergie posted not one, not two, but three different Instagram posts congratulating them. You might recall some of them were at weird angles, like kind of looking up Eugenie's nose (laughs) and had all sorts of very flowery language of how beautiful their love was, like water running to the sea. It was amazing. It was just amazing. Fergie is not a regular mom. She's a cool mom. (laughs) (laughs) I reckon she's been on tweet deck scheduling tweets for today. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Prediction nine, Fergie and Andrew will be spotted holding hands at least once during the wedding. Despite that divorce, of 20 years, the two are still good friends and, and very loving parents to their daughters. So I think we can see them getting a bit affectionate on this big day. Oh, yeah. I can totally see that happening. All right. Prediction 10. I love this one. We're predicting that Jack's going to cry out of both emotion and fear. He already said to the Daily Mail of his wedding, quote, I'm terrified. It's very exciting, but I'm a little bit nervous. Bring on the waterworks, Jack. Just cry, cry, cry. Let it all out. Cry on the water. Let it all out. (laughs) Yeah. It's okay. You can get rid of that toxic masculinity and have a good cry. (laughs) Right. Prediction 11. (laughs) Megan's bitch older half-sister, Samantha, will find a way to be a commentator on the wedding, either on ITV or via the Daily Mail or on her own Twitter. But we won't give a damn about what she says because we're not even sure who she is or if she knows what love is. Yes. Yes. Who are you, Samantha? I don't care. Who are you? Don't care. Don't care. Those are our predictions. And of course, we predict a very long and happy future for these two lovebirds as well. Yes. Congratulations, Eugenie and Jack. Huge congratulations. (laughs) Lots of love. We're your biggest fans. Yes. Yes. Please, please wear a gynecological hat. 
that's it for this very special episode of When Meg and Matt Harry, all about the nuptials of Eugenie and Jack and what oh. a very special reunion this has oh been. Oh my gosh, it was so special. And I am just filled with love, if not for Eugenie and Jack, for you and our reunion today. I am Me so too. pumped about this. Huge thanks to the listeners for tuning into this very special episode. And of course, thanks to everybody who helps make this episode possible. When Megan Met Harry is produced by Her Royal Highness, Lindsay Cradwell. Thanks also to Duke Ryan Dilly, our producer in London. Tweet us at Royal Wedding Pod, at I'm James Barr, and at Kristen Meinzer. And if you're not already, please subscribe to our other podcast. James is the host of the hilarious and smart A Gay and a Non-Gay. And Kristen is the co-host of the very funny and also almost like my therapy right now, Buy the Book podcast. Until next time, I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm James Barr. Love forever. Love forever. Yay. <laughs>